sound out here in the kitchen. Leprechaun. <laughs> very small leprechaun. He is, he is very minuscule. He actually is part leprechaun, part fairy. Mmm, leper fairy. Farrakhan. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> Checking out Jerk Motel's feed. Former guest. He had a comment, said this guy should be in Guantanamo. Talk about a terrorist. And then it was a picture of Dick Cheney. Ah. Uh, turning radio political. He uh, He's very politically outspoken, Jerk Motel is. He's just outspoken in general. He's... Yeah. He tries Nothing. to always make sure his, uh, his opinions are well-researched. Nothing wrong with that. No, not at all. And at the same time, he's Jerk Motel. Sometimes yeah. he's an asshole about it. <laughs> I've been slacking on my political... My, my, how much I've kept up on it lately. On politics? Yeah. It is a... a political knowledge. It's a really... I mean, it's... It's not easy to get involved with, really, at all. No. I mean, sure it is. You know, and you don't Facebook, but like on Facebook, sometimes it gets a little crazy. And, and you see... There's people that, that have well-articulated comments that have, uh, you know, a, a factual basis, and they make sense. And I'm not referring to one party or the other, but it just, you know, someone has a, a solid political view for the reasons, and they justify it, you know. Yeah. And, and you know what? Anyone can have their own view and not have to justify it. I don't really care, but... I think it's just how you live your life. You can usually tell how people, what their style of living is by... How they act in public and what they do around people. I, mean, I don't want to judge a book by its cover, but if you're going to live by those policies, then that's how you live your life, you know? Essentially. You know, you're living those policies out. I'm not saying that you're like judging people, but... That's how you're living. Yeah, you should be living the style of life that you're supporting. I feel like our generation is not very uh, politically opinionated, or even yeah. involved. yeah. I think it'll switch around here pretty quick. It has to, or else someone else is in, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> someone else is doing it. Yeah, a lot of old guys are not going to get young. They're just going to keep getting older. Someone's going to have to fill those shoes. I always liked, when I was a kid, I always really liked politics. I thought it was interesting to see the different opinions and why and, you know, how it all works. And the older you get... I think you get a little jaded because we're so media crazy now and so data crazy and everything's yeah. getting pulled on an hourly basis. And those statistics at that certain hour really mean dick to me. You know what I mean? Like, and But to other people, it's very... It's a big, big deal. 
It's yeah, it's all about the numbers. To me, I think it's about the you know the man or the woman, you know the person they are. You know, I want to hear them talk, and clearly they all have views, and not all of their That's views. The oldest politician, the oldest trick in the politician's book is a good front cover, you know, a good yeah, but I'm, a I good mean facade, so to say. I guess what I'm saying is that I you know I would prefer. I mean, I just, I want it to be a real man. I don't want it to be someone that's, you know, that's really... Is or a, woman. Or or woman. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not biased to man or woman being in charge. I just, I definitely want to make sure that we can always drop a bomb when we need to. As terrible as that sounds, I don't want the bomb dropped on me. <laughs> well, then you should be dropping bombs on other people. I'm, I'm not doing it unless <laughs> shit's getting crazy. All right? All right. And obviously this is a sensitive subject with the entire world. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. But, uh, you know, everyone's like, oh, America has their, you know, a lot of hands in the, in, you know, in the pie or whatever the fuck ever. And the truth is, is that we're built out of all of these people that come from all of these places. And that's how we end up there. Yeah. Because people immigrate here and they're allowed to be capitalists. And they take what they know from back home or something special from back home and they bring it here and they make money off of it. And I think that's pretty awesome when it comes to America. But that's how we end up politically. That's how we end up all these fucking places. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not against exporting and importing at all. But one of the fastest ways to grow an economy is to, is to buy within, you know, to support your own system and to grow your own system. Now, I think <clears throat> if, if the world were on a page where everything was the same and all currency was the same and everything like that and i don't see how that could happen really but uh, if that were the case then yeah everyone would grow together but there's so many different laws and and different nets you have to filter through trade embargo yeah the radio trade i mean a a case in point would be uh, warsaw poland actually has one of the fastest growing economies because they they spend all within their country but what they do is basically party their money away but it 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 builds up the entire entire you know the the entire wealth of the city and, and country because they're spending their money within. They're having a good time doing it too, you know. They're yeah. they're just out spending their their earnings instead of hoarding it away and hiding it. No, yeah, you. I think you need to be, and and I'm agreeing with you. You need to be completely solid on your on what you are locally before you go globally. Yeah. But now we're everywhere and we're weak. In these different places, as Americans or America itself, and it, you know, you start pulling out, then what happens? That's the scare, you know. All of a sudden, yeah. well, well, let's let's bring everyone home, or people are anti-war, or whatever. And I mean, history proves that as much as you want to be anti-war, just humans go to war. Yeah, it's in the blood. It's in the so DNA. What's what's happening? I mean, where that's when you're top free will, top predator. You're gonna go fuck some shit up. Yeah, it's just natural. And and I'm not saying it like I'm I'm gonna leave the shanty right now, and I'm gonna go fucking you know, grab your pitchfork. Yeah, and I'm gonna run up I'm, to the. I'm gonna smash some shit out there. Run up to Frankenstein's castle. <laughs> your flame in your other hand. I might. Yeah, you know, currency is a wild thing. It's really. It really shows a lot in somebody when you watch them deal with money. Oh, yeah. 
That's uh, you know our good friend uh, from Kentucky. He always likes to joke around and offer smooth stones and soft pelts for trade. Yeah. And you know what? Bartering is fucking cool. I'm all about it. I mean, it's it's really cool. It's a fair trade. It's a fair trade. And the other thing I think about bartering is that it also keeps you from having a bunch of unnecessary shit. Yeah, because you go in and out of phases. Sometimes you'll be into you know, whittling sticks. Maybe you'll go into rock tumbling. <laughs> then you'll get into Legos, possibly. Rock tumbling. <laughs> rock tumbling, yep. I wish we had uh, a rock tumbler going right now. I <laughs> I would ship the rocks as gifts to our fans. <laughs> Polished radio stones. It takes days to do. That's okay. Rock. My me parents out. had got my brother a a rock tumbling apparatus. The kit. <laughs> got yeah. it out. The tumbler. And you go outside and you collect your rocks. And then you throw it in that damn thing, and you tumble it for like three days, and then that was the last time that thing was used. <laughs> the motor, I think, always burns up. It's like a very rubbery, uh, like a, it had to be more than a hexagon. It had multiple sides, so it was t- constantly you know, tumbling it around and polishing. Yeah. So it's doing something in there, and the rocks just bumping into each other. Yeah. I think sat in the basement and tumbled for three days. I, uh, I spent a shiny, good... And they're not fucking... You know, it's not what you think when you go into a gem store and you see those nicely polished, like, bad-to-the-bone motherfuckers. Those were probably tumbled for weeks on end. Maybe. And these ones are just... Your outside rock kind of shined up a little bit. <laughs> Ooh, look at the sheen on that. <laughs> I... Uh... I don't think I've ever had a rock tumbler. No? What was some sort of gift you got that you played with once, and then that was it? Oh, man. I don't know. I I kind of always played with everything, I guess. I was, I, I've, and I've always been, I don't need someone to spend an arm and a leg to get me excited about getting a gift. I mean, if I get a gift, like, I... I want to use that gift immediately. You can go right at it. Jump right in. And I don't see why not. Tear open the box. Do you do... When you get a gift at Christmas, so to say, uh, or Hanukkah... We do both. <laughs> okay. Uh, do you... Like, when other people are opening their gifts, do you get into your gift and open it all the way up, get it out of the package, oh, no, or you just oh, kind of no. set it aside and let all your gifts pile up? The Jacobs family tradition, and the room is always uh, being managed by my Jewish father, <laughs> which just gets even stranger. Jewish, Jewish father on a Christian holiday. Yep, managing the household he, he and around the tree. The holiday morning, and basically what happens is uh, we take turns opening gifts. All four of us. My family. Is what we've always done. I mean, in more recent years, it hasn't been like that, but when we were growing up. And so, you know, it would be, all right, it's going to be mom's turn, then it's going to be dad's turn. That's how we did it, too, yeah. And and then Todd and then me. And and we just keep going like that. And we always gave the dog one of those cow shank bones. It's probably about nine inches long. 
And it's got all the marrow all barbecued inside of it, you know, and then it's yeah. got the barbecue coating on the outside. So, we, you know, you give that to Bailey, and she's in her own world over there. And then my dad would try and get it from her about halfway through because it was just getting crazy. Slap and it's the only time she would, she would ever growl Christmas Day. at someone angrily. It's Christmas Day. Because you give her the bone so she's not fucking with you, all your wrapping and everything else. You know, and she's a, she's a decent-sized yellow lab. She'll, she'll really drop around in there, but you give her that bone and she, you know, she's in a world of her own. Then, you know, my daddy gets worried about things. And he sees her just going to town on it, tries to take it from her, and she's like... Yeah, but that... <laughs> Pertaining to the question I was asking, though, do you get into the, the your gift or do you let it sit there? Like, when everyone else is opening their gifts, are you, like, kind of... Oh, well, it depends on what it is. Like, I mean, if it was a model I... car, like, say it was, like, a, a little race car, um, you know, a remote control race car, would you open that package up, get it out, and, like, all, take the styrofoam off and untwist all the twisty ties? Or do you just kind of put the box there and let all your gifts accumulate and then, like... That's all up to our own discretion. Yeah. What would you do, though? What oh, I, it just depended on the gift, you know? I mean, usually if it's clothes, I'm going to try it on immediately. And then I sit there in it, wearing it or whatever, you know. Uh-huh. By the end of Christmas, <laughs> yeah. you're wearing like eight things that you got, you know, and you're just sitting there like, oh, man, I gotta take all this off. Um, and then if it's if it's a cool toy, like if it were a little remote control car, I'd get it out because I'd want to drive it into yeah. my dad and piss him off or, or my brother and maybe drive it at the bone that the dog's chewing on. Yeah. Yeah, I usually rip into things. My oldest brother always. Whatever it is, a, a book, you know, maybe... He's uh, already read half of it by the yeah, Christmas. Exactly. Whatever gift he gets, he's immediately into it and doing it. You know what gift I, I really like getting? I like getting cookbooks. <laughs> yeah? I do. I really do. I think it's I think it's great to have a cookbook collection, and it's hilarious nowadays. I mean, you go into somewhere like, like Marshall's or TJ Maxx or whatever... And they have cookbooks in there for $4, $3, like big old hardcover cookbooks. Because I think it's just, I think it's cool to see what people are cooking. I'm switching it up. You've always, always cooked. Well, you know, as a really young man, I I thought I was going to go to culinary school. That was my, my thought. Remember that time we cooked that hot dog in the kitchen? Yeah. Yeah, I do. We slapped, <laughs> we slapped a hot dog around my kitchen. This one hot dog we had in a um, an easy bake oven. Easy bake, a toaster oven. A toaster oven. Well, yeah, not an easy bake. <laughs> it was an actual toaster oven, and it got to the point when it was done. We open it up, and I go for it because I'm fucking hungry. It's at like lunchtime. I mean, this was back in high school. Or yeah, something. we were in high school, and. uh I go right for it, and I grab that son of a bitch, and it was hot as fuck. So I throw it up in the air with my right hand, I believe, and then things get a little blurry at this point, but I think I slapped it with my left hand. It flew across the it was, room. It was too hot to actually grab back onto, so instead of putting it on the plate, it was so hot he had... Yeah, it kind of threw it in the air. He kind of lob... Yeah, you kind of gave it a little lob up in the air, and then you didn't know what to do. <laughs> so I went to grab it with my other hand, I think. Yeah. And I slapped it across the room. You were like a good three feet away. I was pro- yeah, I mean, we were, yeah, I was on, you were in the middle of the kitchen, and I was yeah. on the end of the kitchen. And then you <laughs> just slapped it back. Uh, I, 
it came at me and I and I got underneath it, but I kind of whiffed on it. Like I, it started like you know doing like a end over end flip in the air, like a squib. I squibbed it. And then somehow got back to and me. And then I, I went to grab it with my other hand, and I just couldn't get my hand on it, so I just jabbed at it, and, and it flipped back over to you, and you just caught it, and put it in the hot dog bun, and put ketchup on it, shit. By that point, it was cooled off enough by I, all the slapping and flipping around. I mean, it was one of the, it was really fucked up. We just looked at each other, and then I just went to making my hot dog with the ketchup and the mustard. There, there wasn't really much to say. I mean, it was everything that had happened was too far beyond normal reality of eating a hot dog to even try to have a conversation about right afterwards. It was fucking cool is what it was. I mean... Yeah, a game of hot potato. Lunch acquired. <laughs> No, back to the cookbooks, cookbooks though. Cookbooks, yeah. Um, I do. Re- I really love getting cookbooks, and some cookbooks you get and you'll read through, and it's like make a fried egg, or uh, basic how you know, like a green bean casserole, and it's just you know the mushroom soup and green beans and yeah, just your how-to manual. Yeah, basically, yeah. Like you could come to any holiday party with a dish to pass, basically. Which are helpful. Yeah, no, they're they're good. If you're looking, you want those ones that are like, like someone in their kitchen at home. I like that. Type this one up. I like that too. Or uh, my grandmother gave me. She had cookbooks that belonged to her grandmother. They're from like, I don't know, like 1915 or 1910 <laughs> or something. But it's really great. I mean, like you go through and you're reading, you know, and, and even some food was even just labeled differently back then. Yeah. But of course, you know, her cookbook. It's like it's a kosher cookbook, and it just keeps calling for schmaltz, which is <laughs> what is that? It's chicken fat. So instead of what using you, yeah, what do you substitute? Instead of butter, oh, you're using schmaltz for everything. So I mean, it says schmaltz, you just do schmaltz. butter. What's that? You just substitute butter for that. You can get chicken fat. You can still get chicken fat from the store. Get yourself a tub of schmaltz. I'll pass on the schmaltz. I have a feeling if you had something cooked in schmaltz, you wouldn't go back to anything no. but schmaltz. And then you would just keep using the word schmaltz. <laughs> you get real schmaltzy. <laughs> what is the texture of that? I think it's like a Crisco, kind of. Oh. I don't even like Crisco. That stuff weirded me out. Really? Shortening? The stuff you, the stuff you use your two fingers and get it out of the damn tub, like yeah, Vaseline, kind of, and spread like it all a, over the pan. It's like Vaseline for food. I fucking hated doing that. Don't hate on that. <laughs> Why do you hate that? I don't know. Because well, I, you know like, I was put in doing that job, so I didn't like doing that. Chewy task. from Chewy's Chow makes uh, shortening cookies sometimes, and they're fucking delicious. Yeah. Oh, that's creepy. Did you see that? A rustling. That's the... It's it's dislodging. It's the shanty rabbit. Calling us to its hole.
Back in it. Back in action. Back in black? So last episode, Scotty, you were talking about putting together a competition of some sort, which would have a prize at the end. Well, oh, uh, for, what type of competition were you thinking about for this? For the listeners? Yeah, you mentioned you started to talk. We had, we had some um, you know, some feedback, uh, and you started to talk about those people. And you were saying that there would be a competition involved of some sort that involved the gift at the end. Yes. Uh, some kind of competition where maybe we have to ask a question during a podcast like a some sort of uh, something about a prior podcast prior Richard Pryor <laughs> well we could do Richard Pryor trivia questions <laughs> I don't know if it's like a little radio trivia or okay or possibly we get the best picture submission radio that seems like a fun one. Raw imagery submission. We did uh, just get some feedback on the Facebook post about us recording. And did they have a question for us? No, there was no question. It was uh, simply just said, drink some three penis wine. It'll make you frisky. What? <laughs> Is that fucked up? Three penis wine. I'll pass. <laughs> I don't even... I'm not even sure what three-penis wine is. Sounds like it could have been made in prison. Some prison wine? Prison wine. Oh. 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 You probably want that in email form. That was not my picture. That was a response from a, a, a listener. He wanted to... <laughs> Basically, he, he wanted to put up a comment, but this is what he said. I'm so incredibly sick, I can't think of anything witty. I've been living on the crapper for the past 24 hours. So I told him that was perfect. Oh, there it is. There it is. (laughs) Where is that one going to go? I'm not sure. But back to our friend on the shitter. I mean, I'm glad that he is on the shitter, still still looking up radio. (laughs) He's listening to it. He commented commented on last week's episode. It's calming to the bowels. He was the one who said, I like to get drunk and listen to radio. (laughs) He says, if it makes it any better, it's, it's coming out of both ends. Makes me worried about what the fuck is coming out of my mouth. Don't want to overthink that one. (laughs) <laughs> he's uh, he's in Arizona. Maybe he hit like a, a hot batch of habanero sauce somewhere or something. Maybe he hit a hot batch of Montezuma's <laughs> Revenge. Just in Arizona? 
a little pool of it. <laughs> Ow now, brown cow. The deer had dangly dicks. The deer had dangly dicks. The deer had dangly dicks. Oh, God. Are you shitting me? Santa's sack was full of shit. Santa's sack was full of shit. <laughs> Enunciate. 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 I wonder if that door is unlocked. Santa's sack was covered in shit from a shart. Should I see if that door is unlocked? That would be key. That would be crucial, huh? Santa's sack was covered in shit from a shart. Santa's sack was covered in shit from a shart. And that's a ball sack I'm talking about there. <laughs> Santa's ball sack? Yes. Covered in, sh in shit from a shark that you, went... You know what's really weird? It's like my... My dad would even give us a gift from Santa at Christmas. <laughs> really? You yeah. get both. I mean, it was in his handwriting. It wasn't yeah. like it was... But it was always like a gif... A, a gif. A gift to the Jacobs. So you guys were told there was no Santa. Or, I'm sorry, there was... That's... <laughs> wait, wait. Boy, that's brutal. <laughs> there is no Santa. <laughs> I meant to say you were told that there is a Santa. No. No, You, you were so. told that Santa was real. No. But you still celebrated it with gifts. Yeah, yeah. I have a very giving family. There's a lot of giving going on. Huh. So in Hanukkah, where are the gifts coming from? Because the, there's the whole Santa tale and all that, you know. Really? But... I think gifts just came up because because other kids were getting presents during the holidays. So I think Hanukkah gifts started to happen for that same reason. There's Why the... are kids getting gifts on Christmas? Well, there's a whole tale. There's a whole tale about Kris Kringle and all that shit with... Oh, actually, the backstory is the three wise men brought gifts to the stable or whatever. Um, but the three wise men brought the gifts. And that's why there are gifts being given, at least in the Catholic religion. Hmm. I see. Now why there's a tree and a giant fat man in a red suit, that's a whole nother story. I'm not even concerned about that. I mean, he looks good on the side of a Coca-Cola can. <laughs> that's right. That's probably one of the one of the more classic looking Santas, I think. Yeah. Coca Cola Santa. Uh huh. <laughs> and the polar bears. Mmm. <laughs> you can't deny those little teeny polar bears are so cute though. The adolescent ones. They are good commercials. And of course, uh like the Budweiser Clydesdale. Yeah, commercial. I was thinking the same <laughs> yeah. thing. If you weren't I mean, gonna say that there, I was gonna say that. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, whenever that commercial whenever I see the Clydesdales, I'm like, mm, I am thirsty. <laughs> I mean, I really I yeah, it gets me every time. Slide open that slider, you could Clydesdale yourself to a wiser right there. Um 
Yeah, I forgot you have a couple out uh, out in the outer realm. Chilling. Chillaxing. That's one nice thing about cold weather is that you can use it as a cooler. It, yeah, it is. Well, you know, you've lived in Michigan your whole life. Yeah. So you know how to utilize all the seasons. I mean, you're all about it. I embrace everyone. That's true, you do. You really do. I am actually, right now, Brewski, I'm trying to... Oh, what's that? You as well, though. You embrace them. Even though you were born in Texas, correct? I was born in Ohio. Born in Ohio. I lived in Texas. Texas. I also lived in Kansas. Back in Texas. And then to Michigan. Yeah. Like a ping pong ball. Yeah, a little bit. Like, Like Plinko with a laser cannon. I don't know. You were kind of volleyed around. Yeah. So it's really, I mean, growing up, living in different places is, is interesting, but it also, you know, it forces you to be more social. Uh, and it, and I think for some kids, when they get moved around, it becomes really difficult. I mean, it was for me. The first year we moved, I desperately wanted to go back to Texas. Um, you know, I even tried to make drastic maneuvers to make it happen, and and my parents knew that I was upset about it, but we weren't fucking going back. I mean, it just wasn't happening. So, yeah. you know, I had to, I just had to learn how to deal with that. And you were following your father's work, what he was doing at yeah, the time? Yeah, correct. Yep. He had taken a food and beverage job at a hotel, food yeah. and beverage management position. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we wanted, my family, my parents wanted to get back to the Midwest because it's where my parents are both from. Uh, but, you know, you have that rough transition, you learn how to deal with it, and, and I think that's what made me kind of as ridiculous as I always have been. <laughs> Maybe I was just always going to be a little ridiculous, but, uh, you know, I, I realized one day, it was maybe my first week at school in Michigan, that nobody knew who I was, and so it didn't really matter so much about, you yeah. know, well, that's where kinda, I came from or any fears I had then about anything. Or maybe in some of the other places that you were at, you felt like, oh, I may not be staying here for a while, so I can do what the fuck I want and get out. Possibly. But you ended up settling down. And then I was here. <laughs> I was there. Yeah. I mean, that was it. And then all your actions came back to haunt you. Yeah, no, here I am. Not really. Yeah. Well, they, I think I they, know, do they? they haunt the people close to me that worry about me. Oh. <laughs> But that's on them. Oh, you can't say that. Well, I can't. It's I mean, through you. Yeah, but I mean, that's up to them to worry about it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I just keep doing what I do. I'm going to plug yeah. away. And not like you're doing anything <laughs> drastically. No, I mean, I'm that. not robbing banks or anything. I mean, it's, <laughs> sorry. I've been trying to get you to join me on a couple of them, but you I, just yeah, won't join me. The heist. Brewski's heist team. <laughs> I don't want to be on your heist team. Actually, the heist was a. A Vine by Vine short movie that I think Colby J. Hepner put together. Really? Colby J. Hepner. Now, we have attempted to address your Vine account multiple times here on Radio, and, and I feel like we never do it any justice. How many Vine videos do you have? To, to everyone out there that's not familiar with Vine, it's an app for smartphone uh, where you do these six-second 
long videos and you can clip them out or or you know do them well you explain it no that's exactly it it started off as as long as you touch the screen that's as long as it records for and then what you have is what you get now you can move each scene around so if you touched it for a second or so and then you touched it again you can take that second touch and move it in front of the other one so you can oh, get a little bit, like a lot of editing, a little you, bit more creative with it. You sure. can't you can't pull video from anywhere else. It has to be within that one shoot, um, and yeah, six seconds, and that's it. And then it constantly loops, goes over and over again. For it, it could be shorter than six seconds. I think there's a minimum of. I'm not sure exactly how long the minimum is, but uh, yeah, it constantly loops over and over. And you have how many? I have 300 around, I think. You've done 300 Vine videos. Yeah, yeah. That's you're you're busy. You're quite a director. I've I've done yeah. I don't know. It, it, they come and they go. I go in phases of doing them. I went through a good, good funny phase in the beginning, doing some silly hilarious stuff, and then I kind of went into a nature phase. I was shooting a lot of nature things. Yeah, yeah. And then when I got the puppy Luna, I uh, turned into a lot of puppy stuff. And then I started to feel like I was getting feedback was getting less and less as I got into yeah, that, people are like, that type oh, of realm. So I don't know. I go I go back and forth from creative to nature to just fucking around. Yeah. Just have fun with it. And it's so it's gonna get pushed down the feed anyway. So why not put it out there? So you uh, you came across this guy who did a series. Yeah, it's called the Heist. Um, and it was. It was pretty sweet i showed it to you yeah it was kind of those two guys that were and how many vine how many vine videos uh, made up the movie i counted i think it was 14 14 yeah with some leading up to it so like 15 all together or so kind of saying you know the heist is coming nice it's like a minute and a half long video really yeah it's two guys and you know one was he got the phone call another one was the driver you know yeah. being timed yeah. and it said the driver you know the driver passed or something like that uh, and then it went into one where uh, he met up with the buddy, and then they got into the car, and it showed him going to the heist, and then it showed him, oh, before that, they showed him, like, locking and loading their guns, and then went into the the end of the heist and whatnot. One clip was just, you just hear gunshots, it was black, and all you heard were gunshots. Yeah, that was my favorite clip. Yeah. Not not that I didn't like the acting, but, I you know, it's just, that was a good... Uh-huh. Yeah, that felt good. It was like you were like hiding, like oh, <laughs> ducking. Shit. Where the fuck are those oh, no. gunshots coming from? But yeah, this guy I just started following him. He he hit me up. I think he says something along the lines of, "Your name fucking cracked me up." And by the time I got finished watching a bunch of your vines, I felt like I could be a sensei because some of them, like my nature ones, I put in ridiculous sayings like, "Go beyond your furthest point and see what's on the other side." And hashtag all of the keywords. Man, that's very Justin Finkelstein. <laughs> so I'll do shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So, but you were just saying to me before, uh, you know, when you showed me the Heist Vine series, that we should do probably a radio. Yeah, and we were talking series. last episode that we wanted to use Stratosphere. Yeah, uh, that's right. We're gonna go Sound up into the profile. we're gonna go up into the stratosphere. <laughs> Look out for that. We got uh, did you didn't send him an email, did you? I didn't send him anything. No. Okay, all right. Just remind me. I, I need to make sure we hit him up and keep him in the loop on what we're doing. 
Stratosphere is a guy that uh, got a hold of us to to basically say we could use his sounds. Um, he got down on the radio and just he's got some. I mean, I I talked about it, I think last episode or the episode before, and it's just ambient and 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 very melodic and trippy almost. And, yeah, it really puts you in a zone. Yeah, zone with lots of O's. Yes. Because <laughs> we're not. Maybe he's Strat Zero Sphere. Because that. You think he's Strat Zero Sphere? Or Stratosphere. <laughs> <laughs> Regardless. All right. So we're gonna vine with a with a Stratosphere score. Yep. Scored by the Stratosphere. Okay. Um, and we don't we don't have a storyline yet. We're not worried about that. We'll get that going in motion. I'm sure you have an idea. I like you talking about ninjas last time. You said something about maybe we'll have ninjas evolve. Yeah, I like ninjas. So maybe like we'll do some sort of sensei themed thing where it's like Yeah. It could be like a game of death. Like Bruce Lee's game of death. No, no, more like uh, in the Karate Kid where he was doing the wax on and wax off montage, Ooh. you know, that that type of getting zoned in to do some to conquer some sort of feat that's where that's what I'm thinking possibly Fair possibly I, I mean I like it I absolutely love it and how can we find you on Vine where are you again that is that Brewski Amplifier Brewski Space Amplifier so all of you uh, listeners out there that like to get real viney and want to stalk Brewski a little bit uh, yeah why don't you go ahead and download the app and it is strange that you you know some, sometimes a lot of videos don't get any hits or some of them get one or two hits uh, and then ones will just like bam a bunch of people up, so yeah. they, you know people are watching people see it go by absolutely you know, I respect that people not you know, having to like everything you know some, some people things do. can go down the feed one guy, though, I have to mention, though, is uh, 3G Max V. And uh, this guy's out of Ann Arbor, and he constantly likes everything. I like everything it is. He likes everything. Well, yeah, it. but you got a little Michigan love going yeah, on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but he does a lot of a lot of ambient ones as well. Really? Yeah. Challenge. He's always fun to follow. Um, and then it- there's... You could possibly even try and communicate with one of those guys and say, you know what, we're going to do a series back and forth. Oh, that's constantly happening on Vine. Oh, yeah, there's there's lots of Vine hacks, too, where people go into other people's accounts, and on purpose, they're giving their information up, and these people go on and, and do their style of Vine on the other person's account. Interesting. So if someone does a lot of comedy Vine, and then they'll have like somebody come and do a stop-motion Vine on theirs then it's kind of like promoting each person gotcha and then that, that one that person will, will revine or yes. repost that vine so then those people see it so um, really similar to SoundCloud <clears throat> collaborating on SoundCloud yeah. I know you're very into food as we are sitting in a in the kitchen of the, the clam shanty right we now. are in the kitchen in fact that's probably something we should address here shortly but go on yeah so one of the best uh, food viners I find out there is Kathy Ryder um Check her out, Kathy underscore writer, I believe, uh, and um, she's well, got she, one of the best food vines. <clears throat> is she a, a chef, a, a critic? Uh, uh, I'm not sure about her background, but uh, she has a good style of presenting the food while it's being prepared. And then a lot of times at the end, she'll put in like a mmm or a yes, 
Just to kind of top it off at the end. Very nice. Yeah, it's I, all tasty. Everything she presents is, is looks immaculate. I've got a new phone uh, shipping my way, and I'm I'm really looking forward to getting back into the Vine game because uh, I can't do that from my current phone. So I'm definitely gonna spread I'm gonna spread the Vine all over when I get on there. What kind of goal do you think you're gonna shoot for? You're gonna go stop motion while I'm vining. Yeah, yeah, because there's different styles. I mean, you can do it all. I kind of dabble in it all, but there's uh, some people that only focus on food, some people that only do comedy, some people that only do nature stuff or animals, as we've said. Yeah. Uh, or are you going to do like a vlog style where you're like doing a diary? Tony. Could, I'll probably do a lot of uh, like soliloquy. Yeah. There's one guy out there named Tony Oswald. Uh, he has a whole other account called Tony B-Sides. And it's he'll be doing an action, and then in the description, he'll be in third person. The entire description will be like, he walked into the kitchen and grabbed the last cookie before his wife could. Something yes. like that. Good. And he'll do them all like that. So that was kind of a different small revolution within the vine. Those are fun. So, which direction do you think you'll take it in? I'm probably going to do a lot of food vining uh, and a lot of me talking about uh, just dirty shit. I might just do dirty, some dirty talking vine for a while. Yeah. You know, and just be like, yeah, I just want to slip my finger right inside your asshole. <laughs> 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 And just you're have, have it, to get one. And just have it right on my mouth. You have to get one of the the one that has the warning. You have to click a warning in order to get to the video. That's I do fine. follow a couple porn stars. Yeah, I've, I've seen the one. She's she's outstanding. <laughs> there was a random one where she fucked herself and then and then sucked the dildo off. It was that was an extreme one. The yeah. best six seconds I could spend looking at a cell phone. Yeah, you have to be careful with those warning ones because you could be anywhere. It's good. It's a damn good thing they have those warnings. I I think it's I think it should just be out there. Well, because if you're standing in a line or something, and all of a sudden you're going through your vine list, and then, bam, there's some some titties there or something like that. That's their fault for staring at my phone. <laughs> it's a fucking two inch screen. Get off. Yeah, of it. true. You got a valid point there. Well. We've well, been sitting here. Let me do one more shout out on Vine while we're talking about it. Oh, all right, yeah. T Zaddy, T Zaddy is the last one. Uh, one of the best nature stop motion viners, I think, in my opinion. And he does his own gardening, so he's always doing shots of his garden and and foods that he prepares from his garden. Nice. Oh, I like that a lot. Yeah, Northern California area, so he's able to make a lot of good food. Very nice. Grow a lot of good food. And I hope that uh, when we get this posted, you go ahead and put their names out there uh, to oh, sure. share with the Vine world. Sure. Maybe let them know that we give them a shout out. I'll appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of food. Yeah. We we are first off, we have someone coming by who has uh, been on the show via the phone before, many episodes ago, oh, just briefly. Right. He had a brief cameo and we called him Chef Dan, but uh, I think we agreed that Dan the Chef yeah. Just seems so much more fitting for him. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, Dan is actually a culinary school student, but uh, has worked in kitchens uh, really most of his adult life. So he is extremely talented when it comes to food, tasting food, and being open-minded about food. And he certainly doesn't shy away from uh, from some of the stuff out there that's, you know, kind of yeah, kind of different or weird. Everything or... I've had has been delicious out of his culinary pot. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite ones was the jalapeno peach jam. Ooh, yeah. Uh, put that on some on a wheat thin with some sour cream. I'm sorry, cream cheese. Yes. Some cream cheese and that jam. Oh. That sounds delicious the, right the now. The creaminess and the hot spiciness just cancel each other out perfectly or meld together perfectly. Sure. So we're hoping that we plan this out right that he walks in any time. And we'll be sitting here talking about him. He should really be here any moment, but he, all right, so he's, he's always been working in kitchens. He decided he's got a college degree, earth science or, or something like that, but, uh, just can't seem to get away from the food. And it, you know what, for him, it really is, it, it's a gift for him. I mean, he, he is fearless in a kitchen and always has been. I, I've known him, you know, we've known him since we were in high school and, um, he's never been bashful about making something delicious and me i'm i am a food guy i love to make food i love to experiment and do things and him and i over the years have done a lot of fun dishes together in fact earlier this fall we we had a sausage making party i know that's <laughs> i know that sounds awful that's extremely silly <laughs> but uh we we went ahead and we well, we just threw around the idea of you know what you see guys uh or if you go to the farmer's market or whatever and you know there's there's some good stuff there some friends of ours from detroit had brought some sausage from there him and I started talking. We're like, well, let's make some sausage. Yeah. And so, and that's the kind of guy Dan is. It's it's like, why don't we just make it? You know. And we we're sitting there talking, and he goes, I'd really like to make hot dogs sometime. Which that thought has never even crossed my mind. But yeah, just standard hot dog. I mean, a good homemade beef hot dog. I mean, that I'm into that. Like, we need to be yeah. doing that. So, uh, he's uh, he's worked at some pretty prestigious restaurants. When over you the last had your years. sausage party. Yes. In quotation marks. Um, what Go were on. the styles of sausages that you concocted? We had a, uh, let's see, we did a blueberry maple chicken sausage. Uh, that was like a breakfast sausage. We didn't, we did not case that. We just kept it ground, mm, okay. ground sausage, uh, made it in patties and it was delicious. Uh, then we did a peanut, a Thai peanut chicken sausage with some cilantro and carrot and some other things oh, ground wow. up into it. Yeah, and that was pretty delicious. Um, we had a pumpkin pie pork sausage. Interesting. Uh, so we used kind of like a pumpkin pie spice and pork and, uh, some extra pepper. And it was, it was really, it was pretty good. And then we did a, uh, beet and horseradish pork sausage that when it came out, it was almost like a purple, like a reddish purple. Um, mm. and those, and we actually linked those. And I know that you're sitting there saying, "Oh, I don't like beets. I don't like beets." But I'll tell you what, it—I hadn't said that, but I was. I, yeah, but I, I <laughs> saw it in my eyes. You and I have discussed this before. Your your yeah. hatred of beets, which is hilarious. And you wanted me to try borscht. You want to make borscht? I've never had borscht myself, and I really, which I, is made from the beet juice. It's like correct? beet juice and cream. And I mean, I feel it can be hot or cold. It can be a few different ways, but um, it needs to be not inside me. I know that. <laughs> 
I think we should really try it sometime. I feel like just for our Polish heritage, okay, we need to do some borscht, and maybe we can get uh, John Wazinski on the phone <laughs> at the same time. But uh, so that we was made the a beet sausage, a beet and it was pork, beet, and horseradish. Beet. Wow, and it was wonderful. It was really good sausage, and then we smoked some of them. Some we just had linked, um, you know, and and it so was. So you had an actual casing machine. We used a KitchenAid mixer, but you can get a sausage press for a reasonable price. I mean, if you really you wanted attach to attach the the casing to it, and it shoots it into the casing and then twists it off. Correct. Yeah, and and we tried it both ways. We tried. This is legit. We tried twisting it off as it was feeding into the casing, uh, and then we also just made a really really long link, <laughs> and then just twisted it that way, which I think was a little bit easier just No, what were you doing when you were in the kitchen and that link was shooting out of the, the case? I was like, feeding the meat. So I was, was like walking around the kitchen with this, I guess we'll have to ask him. No, he wasn't walking around. I mean, we had like a nice long counter. We were, we, we knew what we were doing. Feeding I mean, it down the counter. We had a good thing going on. And so, you know, that. but that's the kind of stuff that Dan is, I mean, he's all, he's just down. I mean, if it's, food is an adventure for him. Um, you know, like me, or uh, you have, I mean, I guess both you and him have, have traveled uh, around this world a little bit. I have not, but food has always been a journey for me. And I think for him too, and even you for that matter, I mean, when you eat, you can go to places, you buy food, these ingredients that are, you know, from certain places, you uh-huh. can make those dishes, you can you can put yourself in a whole other part of the world just by making a dish. Yeah, so you're traveling the world via your taste buds correct well and i think for for me you know we've done a lot of uh we've had a lot of conversation lately about art creativity and and you know with uh talking to justin about one million stories and and that kind of stuff for me cooking is the ultimate fine art and i think it's because it's the only thing that i really know of that you get to use all five senses to appreciate yeah. What it is that's created. True. You know, oh, that's from, very true. From, and you know, and to me, I guess at the end of all of it, the most important thing is taste when it comes to food. But you see, I mean, you see food be beautiful. You smell food and it's just, it's exquisite. You know, I mean, the aroma just. Take it easy. I get really excited about it. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, texture. Right, I mean, man. texture. And not only texture. You know, from firmness to, to the touch with your hand or with the utensil, but also texture in your mouth. I mean, those and those are that's how much food breaks down into all these different senses. Yeah. You know, and not that paintings aren't beautiful and music isn't beautiful, but um, you know, that's that's the one thing that really. So let's go through all of the senses and kind of break them down. Obviously, taste. Yeah. We'll save that one for last. Save taste for last. Yeah. So you're going right. to see the food when you're buying it. You're going to you're going to see the the ingredients. You see it the whole time. Yeah. I mean, of course you'll see it the whole time and you'll and you'll watch it go from being yeah. separate ingredients to a dish. Um, and that gratification is is yeah. you know. So let's go down to the nose. Something right about. So we're going to smell it. It's going to have a bouquet of some that. sort, huh? Can't go wrong with that. No. One of my favorite ones of of food is the smell. The smell? So then you have hear, hearing. Oh, listening to the sizzle. Uh, how about yeah. like when you're at a restaurant and they serve fajitas on a platter, yeah, and they come yeah, out that's sizzling. That's the first thing I thought of as well. Yeah. Oh man, 
just you know? the, the sizzle of a bacon maybe I love that. oh yeah absolutely or or just boiling water you yeah. know um, there's there, a blender the sound of a blender even yeah. I mean there's so much that's going on chopping yeah you know it's it's just they it's, all invoke different emotions they really do and you can you know you're there for all of it it's yeah. it's tying in with the chopping would be a feel touching the food and absolutely you're gonna be yeah molding it or forming it yes and that's that that's that hands-on you know and then and then touch by taste i don't even I know, know. That it's a question for you do you feel like some foods um taste different by the the person that prepares them the love that goes into that food that touch for some reason that different touch of love makes food taste different Yes, actually, I mean, yes, very much so. And it's because it's like my mother has always said when we were, we used to cook as kids. We had, we had like kids' cookbooks, you know, and and she would always say, it's always so much better when someone makes it for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it wasn't like, oh, I made all this food for myself. It was, you know, making food for my mom. And yeah. I started to realize, you know, when people are like, "Hey, I made this for you," and you're like, "Oh, yeah, yeah," you know, and you start eating it, and you're, and you know, that's it's that's exciting. Yeah, more along the sense of you, you feel very gratified that somebody did this for you, that that they took the time to put this together and prepare it for you. Yeah, not like I want you to make my food. <laughs> not like that. No, no, yeah, not, yeah. yeah, not in, in no, not it's like, in a, <laughs> I don't want to make my food, I want you to make it for me. It's more like, I've, this is so, it so goes, heartening that someone did this and took the time to prepare this and cut the food up and make the food and bake it. Exactly, and you know what, for me, I think it even goes back to the whole, it, it goes back to the fine art. You know, you, you create this dish. You you put heat to it or you add flavor to it. You, you mix spices or vinegars or seasonings or you know, whatever the fuck you are doing to make yeah. your dish. And when you're done making the dish, sometimes you want to look a certain way or you do, you know, something specific with it and and you plate it up and you serve it. And when, when you receive... When you're on the receiving end of someone doing all that work, because you know what it started. I mean, it started yeah. as raw food. Makes you feel small, you know. Like, I guess, but I, just, I mean, I think it humbling. It's a humbling feeling. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you, I mean, think about to two thousand years ago, and people were walking around, traveling on foot. You know, the world was so huge. The world's not so big anymore. The world was so huge, and someone would bring you in and feed you. You know, imagine what that experience was like if you walked from somewhere like northern yeah, Africa like all the way up to Poland. Imagine if you took if you took that hike. There's a guy that was doing the the path of the, the natural human race, like the human species. He was walking that path. Mm-hmm. He was doing it again. I saw a, a National Geographic's uh, little article about it. Uh-oh. Oh. Hey. And we have a visitor. Oh. Dan the chef. Dan the chef is in the house. What's up, guys? He made hey, it. Man. How's it going? Good. How you doing? Good, good, good. You here to join us for a little radio, huh? Yeah, it's been a while. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Well, that's okay. I'll have a seat. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been on a radio before, or a podcast, I should say, I guess. 
Well, actually, you were. You were on an episode of Radio. Oh, yeah. With the, the uh, oh, I was. Yeah, briefly. Well, about the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, you called <laughs> yeah. in. But then I don't know if you made it. Probably not. I probably wasn't that entertaining. <laughs> so we were just talking well, yeah, about... Yeah, you didn't end up coming to the party. No. No, no. not at all. <laughs> not at all. It's probably because the Lions weren't in the Super Bowl. That's That could have been it. <laughs> uh, Chains, plans change fast in your world. Oh, they do. They do. There's <laughs> a lot of shucking and driving mm-hmm. and Dan... Dan the Chef's world. He's got some awesome headphones. You like that? Oh, I got yeah. these. Got rims. I wish we had a third pair, but like spinners. He's got rims. I'm gonna let Dan wear these. Yeah, let me get in the realm. Oh, oh! So welcome to the clam shanty. I've been here before. Oh, this is different. It is, isn't it? Yeah, I feel like I'm on a Howard Stern show. <laughs> You're on radio. So we were just talking about you, Dan. We were talking about. Uh, the fact that you're a culinary student right now, uh, but you are no rookie in the kitchen. Nope. And um, I'm glad you made it. You were you were at cl- you were just at class, correct? I was. I was at pastry class. Oh wow. So yes. what's what's your schedule like daily at school? What how does that work? Uh, well, Monday through Friday I have class, um, nine o'clock in the morning till nine o'clock at night. <laughs> but I have a four-hour break on Tuesdays and Thursdays. You got a little midday break, and huh? Mondays and Wednesdays, I have my wine class at two o'clock at two o'clock in the afternoon. So that kind of breaks it up a bit. Boy, that would make me want to nap from my night class. Yeah, it's a class centered all around wine. Yes, yes, and there's a lot to do with wine. Could I get you a cup of coffee? Yeah, I'll take a cup of coffee. Would you like cream? No, no, no cream. I'll take it black. Coffee yeah, black. that's how I do it. Coffee black. I found that I think if I have cream in my coffee, it sets off my headaches. Oh, yeah. creamy nice. headache, huh? Yeah, Cream-filled headbutt. Trial creamy and headaches. error. Yeah. That's how we figure yeah. things out. Amazing Spider-Man. Yep. <laughs> Web shooter. His mug. Very cartoonish. My nephew would like this. So my phone <laughs> keeps going off, and I, I don't know what's happening here. So Dan, in your wine class, um, is it centered more around the, the taste and flavor of wine? Oh, yes. Or is it uh, the making of wine or everything that... No, we just learned briefly about uh, making the wine, but it's a lot of tastings okay. and uh, pairing the wine with the food. And the origin of where it came from? Yeah, different types of wine, like uh, French wine, Spanish wine, Italian wine. There's a lot to do with wine. I mean, different countries have actual laws, to, like so you can label certain wines just from certain regions. Uh-huh. And uh, there's a lot that goes into it. It's actually probably the hardest class I've taken so far. Do you taste a lot? Do you actually mm-hmm. taste the yeah. wine in class? Yeah, yeah. We get, um, we have little like, uh, maybe like three ounces and you yeah. you smell it and you look at the color and you get the bouquet and the aroma and then you, <laughs> you sip it. Yeah. Do you ever swipe a bottle on the side no, and kind of no, go underneath no, your desk and no, no, throw it back? No, but uh, no. there's actually, yeah, the uh, school's pretty strict on Handing out wine. And, yeah, uh, it'd have to be. I believe one of the one of the uh, previous. I don't know if he. Yeah, he was a chef, but uh, he got fired for over serving some of his students. Oh, so, yeah. That you Turned know though in. that's that's an honest mistake in that industry. Yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. you just get you get to enjoying yeah. it. Yeah. Turned into Mr. Bartender there, uh-huh. Professor Bartender. But yeah, I have to say my, I've I have a new appreciation for wine taking that class, and uh, you know. Most of our friends are not into wine as much, but we just like to drink yeah. it to have a good time. But I actually think Chewy might be. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Chewy's. And, yeah. Do you like, 
he's, I know actually, he's looked into some of the AA. I don't know what he's what his plan is, but yeah. <clears throat> that's that's some intense stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that flavor profiling and mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me. It's actually very difficult. Yeah, one of our projects was we had to uh, pick a restaurant and then pair our wines with our menus, and I actually chose his restaurant. Did and, you? And did a little project on it. Oh, so, wonderful. Yeah. Hey, it's nice to go with what you know a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. yeah, Chewy's currently brewing beer. Yeah, he is yeah, a master that's brewer. His, uh, master brewer. I actually wrote a blog about uh, his restaurant that uh, we'll throw a link up to Yeah, for Chewy's. So this summer you happened to work uh, up in Traverse City, right? I did, I did. I uh, went up there to work. It was part of the co-op for my culinary program, yeah. And it was a, a restaurant, it's a higher-end restaurant? Yeah, it's, um, it's, there's a lot of higher-end restaurants up there, but it was, it's a destination restaurant, so it's kind of, it's not downtown Traverse City, you really have to go. You have to get there. Get there, but really high-quality steaks and wines and overall food. Uh, actually, I saw um, Drew Stanton was there. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, Drew Stanton, former quarterback of the Detroit Lions, <laughs> and uh, Amy Smart, the actress, was oh, there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, she uh, has a she. Her and her mm-hmm. husband have a house yeah. up there somewhere. Yeah. And a couple of the Red Wings came in there when they were doing their uh, summer practices. Nice. Yeah. Very nice for the for those of you people that don't know. Traverse City, Michigan is a is a beautiful place to, to go in yeah. the United States or in the world. It was voted uh, in the U.S. Sleeping Bear Dunes, which is just how many miles away? Twenty miles away? Yeah, maybe. It's about twenty miles. To um, north, was north, voted or to the west. Yeah. Voted the most beautiful place. Was that in America or was that in North America? I can't remember, but I don't know. You told me what it was. <laughs> it was it was on like you know the Today Show or, or whatever. And yeah, the uh, the road that I lived on and the restaurant was is voted like the most beautiful biking road in the country or something like really? that yeah that's it's pretty incredible up there mm-hmm. and that must have been a great opportunity is that somewhere you'd ever want to end up again um yeah yeah i really enjoyed it it's a lot of work but um i mean they offered they wanted me to come back next summer so sure i have a lot of other stuff to figure out but yeah it's I, good to always have a, a backup plan as is with life Mm-hmm. Were you ever able to get out in the nature up there? Lots yeah. of nature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I went to uh, Sleeping Bear Dunes a couple of times and uh, went on some hikes. Uh, I only had one day off a week, so I kind of just yeah yeah relaxed on that one day. But yeah, I was able to get out there and uh, go swimming a bit. And and you lived with scenery. a you lived at a woman's house, correct? I so I have to bring this up I because did. I did. Is is anyone familiar? Are you guys familiar with the movie uh, Young Blood with Rob Lowe? And he was a junior league hockey player. It's from the eighties. No, no. Yeah, I've seen snippets of it. Yeah, so he ends it's up. Kind of you know, cult, he's got like a house mom. He stays yeah. at this house, and he ends up nailing the house mom. But I think every hockey player in the house did. So I didn't know if you had one of those scenarios. No, 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 far from it. <laughs> if they were far calling you Young Blood up there, no, no, Trevor City. No, no. She was a very nice lady, but uh, I actually it worked out because my mom worked with her sister. And uh, my mom was just talking to her sister and telling that I was going up there. And she said, well, yeah, my sister has a room for rent up there. And Nice. So, yeah, I, I met her. Like, uh, I went up to go visit the restaurant, and then I met with her for, like, an hour. And I was like, yeah, sure, I can live here. It was just, you know, 20 minutes down the road, so it worked out. And That's the one thing about the restaurant industry. It's, it's everyone's so well-connected with it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you always have your places you want to go and people yeah. you want to help out and yeah, but uh, no, nothing, nothing of that sort happened. No, okay, well, <laughs> no gang yeah, no bangs. Uh, yeah, I could even, even with uh, the great Leone and the Swedish chef, uh, Swedish fish, the Swedish up, fish up there, the uh, meatball himself. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. <laughs> like That's that. incredible. 
Mm-hmm. I do have a question to ask, unless you had something. No, I was just going to ask more about the classes that he was taking. Oh, go ahead. Unless you yeah. want to get into your setup there. No, I no, I'm I'm into Dan's classes. So am I. I'm in them too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the other classes? Mm. Well, let's see. I have pastry right now. Um, I just I have my pract. I'm written practical tomorrow. And uh, what is a written practical? It's uh, just well, we have a practical where like yesterday I had to do. Um, I had to bake a uh, a sponge cake with. You just have you're able to write down the recipe, but none of the methods. So you need to know how to do it from memory. But oh, the steps the you yes. take to uh-huh. to make the sponge yeah, cake. So I had to make a sponge cake. I had to make. Uh, Patachou, which is like if you have like eclairs and you put in, you know, like kind of like like French donuts, yeah, French yeah. long johns, if you want to. Call I know an eclair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, and then I had to make a creme anglaise and a puff pa- uh, pastry cream, and uh, let's see, tempered chocolate, and I had to make a paper cone. Paper cone. Paper cone. Yes. What's a paper cone? <laughs> That's, it's very stupid. Is it exactly what it sounds <laughs> it like? Is. It's a paper cone. Um, well, you know how you pipe. With a piping bag, but with oh, yeah. the, well, sometimes with chocolate, if you want to like write stuff, you would take a piece of parchment paper, cut it into a triangle, and then turn it into a cone, and then you're able to kind of write with the cone. Is that way you get a very small diameter? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, so it gets a nice, nice line, fine, mm-hmm. fine point. Yep, mm-hmm. I nice see what's cursive. going on there. Yep, yep. Some block the... lettering. How's your How's your uh, font? It's not very good. No, no. <laughs> no. no. You get I... graded on font? No, no, no. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm not very, I'm not, I don't have a very big sweet tooth, so I enjoyed the class a lot, but um, there's other classes that I'm looking forward to taking. Sure. You know, I'm really into, I, I haven't had one in quite a long time, but do you ever make cheese Danish? Um, I made, um, yeah, we made, well, we made cheese Danish uh, in my bakery class, which I took last year. Oh, mm-hmm. good. Yeah. We'll mm-hmm. have to do that someday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pulled the strudel and all that. You ever pulled strudel? I haven't pulled strudel. I made kolaches once, but <laughs> that that's a whole other story. That's a sexual maneuver. <laughs> pulled strudel. Pulled the strudel. <laughs> that's what you did at that lady's house up there, huh? I was pulling strudel. I pulled the strudel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was that in the pastry class? Uh, well, um, some some group we have groups and uh, we have production for uh, for the restaurant. The culinary school has a restaurant, and so we. Some groups had to pull strudel for their project, but uh, stretch strudel, I, I guess, because you stretch it. You stretch it with your uh, with your knuckles because you don't want to break it because it's oh, so yeah. fine. But, oh uh, yeah, yeah. So you got to get under it and man, my double jointedness yeah. would get all weird in there. Yeah, but in my bakery class, which I took last year, uh, the whole I can't wait to pull some strudel. Group, uh, got together and we were pulling strudel, a big <laughs> big strudel circle, pulling pulling strudel hey hand me that blanket I, I, yeah, I'm gonna pull some strudel right now <laughs> do some circle pulling strudel <laughs> yep you ever do a, a Dutch strudel pull no I think that's probably with the left hand though right <laughs> holy mackerel mm-hmm. I uh I did put together just a couple of questions nothing crazy too crazy oh, I, hope I, I, I hope i can answer them right okay. well no this isn't like a right or wrong okay. it's, it's right. uh, just it's more it's to learn about dan the chef and the man he is uh Ooh, that's a, oh we're getting deep but no no not like uh you know do you well we could go there maybe we will go there so bear with me everyone this is uh my first question i wrote down for you was uh what is your favorite type of cuisine to prepare and what is your favorite type of cuisine to eat? Ooh, well, so it's two, they're two separate questions, but 
I do, I like, uh, I do just like good old barbecue, you know? Barbecue? But, uh, yeah. But, um, I, I, up at the boathouse, uh, the chef that was there for a little while was uh, very influenced in Spanish cooking and... I enjoy uh, learning. I really enjoyed uh, Spanish cooking. Spanish cooking, that's mm-hmm. like uh, paella. Paella and uh, like uh, agridulces and and uh, a lot of seafood. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. But, uh, With the barbecue, mm-hmm. what area of the America barbecue do you like? Oh. I like I like it all. Just I like kind of like Michigan because it's all just kind of just mixed in. It is a good yeah. mishmash yeah. of barbecue. I do like a good. Right? I do like a more vinegar based. Uh, so I guess that'd be kind of like Carolina. Yeah, but uh, you know, I like it all. You know, do you like a dry rub or a wet rub? I prefer a dry rub. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, get a nice bark on it. Yeah. I'm a saucy guy. I like yeah. a wet rub. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, if you want a little saucy, you dip it. But I like the dry rub. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I, uh, I mean, it, I feel like if sauce is coming into play, it needs to be real thin and at the very mm-hmm. end. You know, I mean, nothing to. And then after that, apply your own sauce. Keep yeah. your sauce up. I think even too mm-hmm. is, yeah. is definitely yeah. a better yeah. option. Yeah. But. Uh, so that was Hot your favorite sauce. type to pre- those are your favorite types to prepare. So what's your favorite type to eat? Um I really like um let's see. I like Asian to eat. Mm-hmm. I I had a feeling you were going to say that you've been on a real like uh, Korean Vietnamese yeah. kick mm-hmm. the last yeah. couple I just years I'd say. Yeah, I just had some uh the pho, pho. I just had some pho this this afternoon. So uh yeah, I really enjoyed that. I well, really like a good balmy sandwich too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the sausage party you guys had. You made a Ooh. Thai, yeah, some sort of Thai peanut chicken pie. Yeah. Yeah. What, was that? what was that? What was the name of that uh, one? It was a kicking Thai chicken. Yeah, kicking Thai chicken. Kicking Thai chicken sausage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ah. It's pretty good. Yeah, we came up with some interesting combinations. We did. You know, we just couldn't be bashful about it. Yeah, Bruski, what about you? What uh, What's your favorite type of cuisine to prepare? Hmm. Pizza of the frozen variety. <laughs> yeah, you are a, a you are a master. A you are a master. And hang on, I'd like to back up to a story from like two thousand and three, when Brewski uh, also involved a toaster oven, which we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Brewski happened to take a nap while he was making a frozen pizza. It was a late night. In, I think I've heard this in the story. toaster oven and. Uh, we had showed up the next day, and the thing was like a puck. It was—I mean, <laughs> yeah. it had burned all the way through. If anyone's done this in the oven before, or a toaster oven, which is not good at all, you'll—you'll uh, you'll know what we're talking about. It—it it, it shrinks up to about less than half the size of the original size, <laughs> and it's the color of black. It's just pure carbon. Huh? Pure, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Did it crumble and? Yeah, mm-hmm. basically, and now it still held its form a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like a log that didn't quite get all the way burnt through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Burned through. Some piece of charcoal, huh? Yeah. What's your favorite type to eat? Mm, I like some... I mean, I kind of like what you're saying, Asian. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, That's I, where you like to explore? You you feel safe exploring in the realm of uh, Asian cuisine? That's where you yeah. want to be? I mean, yeah, really... I mean, I always resort to the pizza. I can't get away from that damn thing. Yeah. Pizza is a really good dish. I mean, I, I mean, you can have Asian pizza too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bunch yeah. Of pizza. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Even with Asia, I'm thinking like I like the whole continent of Asia. You yeah, know, I like understand. India, and that's Indian food. I you really got a lot like of broad. Indian I mean, food. but mm-hmm. using spices and mm-hmm. 
and seasonings and Spices peppers. that I've never even heard of. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of cool stuff over there. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, I, you know, being here in Michigan, some of the food can be pretty bland. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very Midwestern, yeah. potatoes, meat, carrots, that's it. Yeah. Go to town, get your protein, get your veggies, and farming get food. out of there. It's farming food. Yeah, working food. So it's nice to explore other cuisines that really mm-hmm. focus in on taste buds. Get a nice thick pasty. Yeah. Stick it in your lunchbox. What's going on here? I don't know. You hear that? The yeah. game's over. <laughs> Possession. I think, I think uh, my favorite type of uh, cuisine to prepare is probably... Gosh, this is tough for me, but I mean, breakfast, nope. breakfast foods yeah. are, I mean, that's where I, I'm happy as hell making breakfast. Yeah, I love making breakfast. I'm, you and I, yeah, oh, you and I have definitely made many a breakfast together. And uh, <laughs> after a very enjoyable evening. Where <laughs> <laughs> we probably ate too much the night before. Scotty, well. two hotties, bed and breakfast. <laughs> A special cuisine. Yeah, I, I guess um, now that you mentioned like breakfast as a, a a cuisine, that's definitely up there. Yeah, I, I guess I, I get real brunchy. Mm-hmm. I happened to ask uh, online earlier today. Brisky, okay? Yeah, yeah. I think what? we need to get some headphones back on your head. Oh. Let <laughs> yeah. I have some headphones out my car if you guys have another stuff. I'm gonna get out of the headphone realm for a minute. Okay. You need me in here? Yeah, I don't. I don't need headphones. I don't know what just happened. <laughs> I think he's saying you're just a little too loud. You need yeah. to watch your levels. <laughs> I might be. Baba Booey. Projecting. Now that I'm on here, I just need to get my Baba Booey out. I. Uh... All right, I'm in the headphones. What's your next question? My next question. Why did I put the headphones? On? <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> I think Dan yeah. can contest to the loudness that's going on in the headphones as well. Dan, um, who is your favorite celebrity chef and why? Oh Jesus! Hmm. Well, I'd have to say this might be a little weird, but the uh, the Galloping Gourmet, Graham Kerr, I believe is his name. I used to come home from school when I was like. I think in the sixth grade, and I used to watch the Galloping Gourmet. Uh, The Galloping Gourmet. Yeah, I believe his name was Graham Kerr. Um, But um, like I like um, Tyler Florence; he's really good, and I like uh, Thomas Keller and um, um, uh, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, can't um, go wrong with him. Yeah, Yeah, he is pretty enjoyable. And even the the chef at Alinea. I'm not really into all the stuff at Alinea, but uh, Grant Atchett's is a very good young chef. Well, sure. I guess he's not young. He's probably like 40, 40 45 now. But, uh, yeah. Gotcha. Not a big fan of Bobby Flay. He's a, he's a hack. Yeah, I think so. He's just yeah. kind of a douche. Yeah. Like I, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying his food isn't fucking good. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think it is. I think he makes really good shit. But I do like, um, I do like uh, Alton Brown. He's not really a sh- yeah. chef, but I enjoy his show just for the science behind yeah, you all are of it. Yeah, sci- you are very science-minded, yeah. mm-hmm. Dan. That is yeah. a good show for you. Mm-hmm. 
That's my answer is Elton Brown. Yeah. And then also um, the Italian lady. Uh, Giada? Giada, no, yeah. You're just like, just like watching her, huh? Well, yeah, you can't go wrong <laughs> yeah, with that. Can't go yeah, wrong you get delicious food mm-hmm. and uh, some nice things, yeah. some eye candy as well. Above the food. Speaking of celebrity chefs, you know, did you guys see the the video of Guy Fieri getting into a fight with his hairstylist? <laughs> a fist fight? It was like a shoving match caught on tape by TMZ. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. No. No, they're like, he's like, his hairstylist is like crying and he's like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. His, My tips were not tipped yeah, right. Yeah, like his tips weren't, yeah, frosted enough. <laughs> Does this look like frost to you? Because it looks like jizz to me. <laughs> yeah, I hate, I, I do not like uh, Guy Fieri, but I would love to have his job. Just He's got him. a good job. He knows me. You know what the thing is about him is that he is, I, I think we get him in so much abundance now, yeah, it's like overkill. Too much of him. But it was, he was good when he first mm-hmm. came out. I was like, yeah, man, let's watch Guy and he'll well, go yeah. around town. I think he was the one that won the, uh, the first like, be a Food Network star. Really? That's how he got the job. He was on that reality show, I believe. Huh. Anthony Bourdain, though, as well. Oh, yeah. On my mm-hmm. list he's of a, people. He's a very good writer. I don't know yeah. if you guys ever read his books, but yeah. you should check out his books. I, I want to read his no books. I mean, I, I love watching his shows. Yeah. I love seeing him mm-hmm. get interviewed. He just did a great article on Detroit. I yeah. think their last show mm-hmm. was in Detroit, and there, he says how much he loves Detroit and mm-hmm. like the, the food scene there is... It's getting better, I think. Yeah, I was just in Detroit, mm-hmm. and uh, my host had taken me to a place called. We couldn't get a seat, but it was called Green Dot Stables, mm. and uh, it's down by the old train station somewhere. And everything in there is three dollars. No, nice. So like drinks are three dollars, or maybe it's two dollars. And slide and the menu is all sliders, and they're mm-hmm. all two dollars, cool. three dollars mm-hmm. a piece. And I was, I mean, I was bummed we couldn't eat there, but. We ended up over at Slow's, and they were slammed for... They had, like, a 45-minute wait, and so we walked across the street. I forget the place was called. And their name was Slow's? Slow's Barbecue. You ever seen them before? Mm-mm. No. Yeah, they've been on uh, They've been on Food Network a few times. So they're slow with a high demand. They weren't Slow's because they're Slow's slow. is the name of the place. Well, I know, but you said that there is a huge wait. Yeah. Yeah. Not because they were slow, but okay. because they were Slow's so Barbecue. i clarify that. Uh, they had, yeah, one of their sandwiches, and that sandwich, I don't know who did it, Food Network or Gourmet Magazine, someone did a best sandwiches, uh, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the U.S., and they made it to, like, the semifinals, this, some chicken sandwich mm-hmm. they have where they make, like, a mustard cheese sauce for it, and I don't know, it, it sounded delicious, but either way, we didn't end up doing that either. Well, like, a big trend now in in, uh, in, cul- in the culinary world is actually called slow food uh, trend is like all the farm to table and slowing okay. down and enjoying your meal and not being in a rush and slow food in the way that you prepare it or the way that well, you enjoy the whole it. that like um it's not like all process and it's not just like you know get it out lickety spit split you know like yeah cook it real so it's fast a concept and, yeah mm-hmm. just to like well it's it. becoming I mean I think it's been blowing up across the U S but I mean I think for Michigan it's it's very mm-hmm. prevalent here. Yeah. I actually saw a map recently that we we are, uh, and you know our state's still considered mostly ag- an agriculture mm-hmm. state. So uh, all that farm to table stuff yeah. is big <laughs> business now. Yeah. Sorry, I'm just giggling because now you're sitting there with headphones on. 
<laughs> you look like you're tired and you can't, you can't move in the mirror. I feel like I'm stuck in there. Huh? I feel like a little kid on a tether with these headphones on. So your hair getting more? So are you dying your hair still for? Or is it just, <laughs> no, just how it's getting. It's just what it does. Yeah. It's what it's doing. Well, it's been a while since I've seen you guys. You I know. know. Like, it looks like you're like going for like the guy Fieri, but without the, <laughs> he's got the, the bleach. No, everything that like, everyone else has to do to themselves just does on its own for me. It just it's just there. He's got the touch, the pepper. <clears throat> All right, I got another question. What type of restaurant or food concept? associates best with your own personality oh well i probably have to say breakfast you know? Bre- breakfast yeah, yeah you mm-hmm. yeah definitely yeah. what about you brisky pizza roll yeah pizza roll yeah he is he is a pizza roll <laughs> i'm gonna be bagels and locks yeah yep that's what i'm gonna be yeah have you ever made your own locks before uh, I have not. Hmm. I have not taken the honor of doing it. I know it doesn't take much, just time. Yeah, just time. Um, but and there's a various. I know there's various ways with lemon juice and mm-hmm. salt, or yeah. with vodka, or yeah. um, whatever. But I've had some good. There was some good cold smoked salmon at Bravo once mm. they did this big uh, Russian dinner. Oh yeah, and nice. some pickled herring too. There was yeah, there was definitely herring there. They but you know what? At their brunch, they always have herring. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I haven't been to their brunch in a while. Voted best in the state. Oh really? Yeah. Mm. It was good. Yeah. It was a really good restaurant. They know what they're doing. They have fun. You know mm-hmm. that's that's the big thing. And they have their sorry, I stepped away for a minute. What restaurant? Their staff Bravo in Kalamazoo. Oh okay. Their staff always has different competitions. Uh, you know, or they do, they carve pumpkins or, or do whatever. Um, Dan, the chef, would you like a beer? Oh, no, I'm good. Okay. Thank you. <clears throat> but I think they make it fun not only for their staff, but for everyone mm-hmm. else, too. And they do that celebrity chef competition they've been doing for years. Oh, really? So, yeah. Scotty, beer? Um, not yet. Okay. Not okay. yet. I feel like I need to at least offer. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. I appreciate it. Beer. Actually, could you look in that tall hutch cabinet? And there might be like a shooter of Bailey's I'd like. You see it down below? There's something creeping on the side. Is no. that it? What is that? That's E and J, maybe. Okay. Well, talk amongst yourself. I'll right, find right. it. So this is one of the last things I uh, I wrote down here to ask you, Dan, right. the chef. Okay. I see you becoming a celebrity chef. Oh, shit. With a whole gang of hot foodie groupies, the yeah. whole deal. Yeah. And I mean, you'd have you'd have busty ones and skinny mm-hmm. ones, yeah. And yeah. dark ones and light ones, mm-hmm. and, and I mean, they would all have huge racks. Okay, all right, because it's you because think. this is what you're. I I might be the producer of your right. well, of that's, your that's, food show. Yeah. So our our food show is going to be on the Playboy Channel. It it, it might just be on RadioPodcast.com. Oh. Get a, a, a is that Get, a Podcast or a vidcast? I'm not sure what you call it, but a, a vlog. A vlog. I need to point something out. Holy! <laughs> there's a oh my old half true gallon friend. of Sailor Jerry, and there's no cap on it, but just a plastic bag mm. tied up around the handle. It looks like maybe it was used as a sexual object. It does mm. look like it's been. Yeah, it looks like mm. it's wearing a prophylactic. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long time since I got into that guy. All right, all right. So just hear me Any out, guys. Time? So I see Dan becoming a celebrity chef with a whole gang of hot foodie groupies. Oh, shit. And uh, 
I just want to know, Dan, what you, is... kidding me? Hold on a second. Sorry. That's what I want. Cutting in again. This is the fucking smallest bottle of Bailey's ever, man. It's one shot. Let me yeah. have it. Well, I'm looking through the whole cabinet for I a big a bottle of Bailey's. Okay, maybe I missed you say shooter, but... Thanks, Brewski. My, uh, my sister, over the uh, Thanksgiving break, uh, she made her own uh, Irish cream. It, it's was very, re- it was very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, very stout, too. Chewy. Chewy's done mm-hmm. that. And Kahlua. He's made mm-hmm. both. Oh. All right, all right. So, can we get back to what I was going to ask? Yeah. Uh, there's some weird things going on in that cabinet. So <laughs> we'll look at it. Some Indians over there. <laughs> it might come to life. Um... All right, so I see Dan becoming a celebrity chef. I do, too. And as I've mentioned every time before, he's going to have a whole gang of hot foodie groupies. Mm. And I just want to know, what is the dish that's going to launch you to stardom? Oh, shit. I don't think that's I found it yet. Big question. Yeah. God. Um. Uh... What is the dish? It's probably going to involve some type of sausage and maybe like, um, God, I, I don't <laughs> stumped him on this one, yeah, but I think he, I think he had the right answer at the beginning. What was, what was he that? said you haven't Remind created me. it yet. Yeah. You're yeah. I haven't created it, it yet. Is that my answer? When that plate it hits yeah. the table. That's yeah. when those groupies mm-hmm. are going to come running. Yeah. They're going to yeah. smell that. It's plate. true. It's deep inside me somewhere. It just hasn't come out yet. But uh, and that was one thing we were talking about with you, Dan, before you got here. Maybe yeah. It's probably might, it might involve being deep fried somehow. That's awesome. I'm trying to move away from that, but it very well could be deep fried. What's good is still good. Mm-hmm. Um, that you you've always been really adventurous mm-hmm. in just being a, a cook at home, mm-hmm. you know and. Uh, that's where I, I mean you're always experimenting. Yeah, in your... I always like to. Uh, if I see a recipe that I've never made, I always like to try to make it. Even when I was when I was really younger, young. I don't know if this has already been discussed, but what's the most difficult plate that you've had to put together in your career? <laughs> um, that is that's. I, I guess um over the. Uh, over the summer, we dealt with some very delicate, uh, de- delicate fish that needed to be cooked properly and get out on time. So, I mean, vi- what dealing- was it like, sole? Yeah, Dover sole. Um, yeah, and uh, getting all the components together with other people on the line can be uh, a trial and error. But you know, I'd, I'd have to say maybe like the Dover sole dish I was making. What was? Um, why'd you have to be so careful with it? You don't want to overcook it, and you don't want to uh, have it dry out. So you gotta just time it really good. I don't think I've dealt with anything yet that I really can't handle yet. So yes, that's I mean Hell that's yeah. kind of the that's where that's why you're on the path you're on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I seem mm-hmm. to be impressing every single uh, chef that I've come across with, uh, even when working or at the school. So I think I'm finally on the right path. That's I think cool. you've always been on the path. Mm-hmm. You just, I just didn't know I was on the path. You just stopped at a few scenic overlooks. Yeah, the path uh-huh. was not a straight shot. Yeah, yeah. It had a lot of ups and downs and lefts and rights. See, I actually... But all contributing to the end straight, goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually envision, and, and this is... I said something to Dan earlier this summer um, that I wanted to write about Dan. But I, I think it's something that I, I want to always be writing about what Dan's doing. I want, <laughs> as, as weird as that is, and I, I don't know... <laughs> 
it's not like uh, it's not like some creepy like where's Dan now? Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, Where, I think I want to write about uh, the food he's making. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. and I, because I think I. You always do a good job of explaining to me what what it is you were trying to do. So I think that I just feel like I need to write yeah, about it well, to I other people. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And there's I actually, you're the person that made me think of it originally. But I start to realize that we have you know we have a lot of friends that are in the culinary field and in, in the restaurant field and and I'd like to write about all of them mm-hmm. and and the things that maybe not necessarily their their restaurant itself but the food that they're making and and just the you know the unique things that mm-hmm. they're doing with food yeah even chewy i mean with all the stuff he's doing at bravo it's yeah yeah he does real he's, cool. he's doing all sorts of weird mm-hmm. shit over there brewing his own beer and whatnot yeah i mean brewing <laughs> beer is is a norm for our state you know we've mm-hmm. gone full like colonial where well, yeah every town has grand, a tavern yeah, you know grand rapids is beer city usa yeah second year in a row i think mm-hmm and we're fifth in the nation for micro other cities are competing, mm-hmm. yeah. I think Asheville is one of them. There's one in Colorado. Boulder. Probably Boulder. Even, Boulder. Yeah, even yeah. Michigan Wine, I think Michigan's, like, I think maybe sixth or seventh in wine production for the wow. for the nation. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. I could absolutely see that. Mm-hmm. I do have one would-you-rather question that I okay. typed up earlier before Brewski and I started chatting about other stuff, and I really I wanted to get some other ones out there, but... This, this is this is the only one I got, and it was: Would you rather eat and prepare human flesh or human shit? Oh my god, man! This is <laughs> this is crossing well, so many lines. Well, I I would have to go with the human flesh because you can season it and cook it, and you know you could even like fillet it and deep bat and deep Jesus. fry it and bread it and just even roll it or stuff like it like a gizzard, huh? Yeah, and it might taste like chicken. Who knows? We could, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I would not deal with human shit. How about you, Brewski? Well, Hannibal, to answer your question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, if I, can't, uh, I think, I mean, I'd have to go flesh as well. Mm-hmm. You don't know what's hiding in that shit. Yeah. No. Or, well, you know, I might use the shit as a garnish. Can I do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a way to make a just, sauce. Out of it. Double down on that. A little <laughs> glaze. Yeah. <laughs> Charred rectum. Yeah. The, I mean, especially the, if like the shit's from a vegetarian. With dookie like, sauce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Charred rectum. <laughs> Damn near killed him. <laughs> oh, that's fucked up. <laughs> All right. So earlier today, I put out uh, a Facebook post. I'd uh, flash fry a nipple. Oh, Jesus Christ! A little powdered sugar and make it like a dessert. <laughs> Oh, like a little Hershey like kiss, yeah. mm-hmm. like a fried Hershey mm-hmm. kiss. We once had the conversation of what would it what would it take to actually bite off someone's nipple, oh, just no. the nipple. Wow. Oh no! Oh my gosh! And then what would it be like in the area where the nipple was? Probably like a uh, lot of glands. Mine would be all mine would be all fleshy. Fattiness. <laughs> mine would probably ah! just use bacon fat. <laughs> all right. So earlier uh, on on Facebook. I wrote a post that says, we are recording Radio Podcast tonight at the Radio Clam Shanty. Feel free to throw in a comment to get mentioned in tonight's recording. Ooh, Embrace your rawness. So, uh, this is what we got. Uh, we got uh, Wade and Kalamazoo. Oh. Uh, this is this is what he came with. Drink some three-penis wine. Mm. It'll make you frisky. 
What is three penis ones? I'm not sure. We I oh. we saw this one earlier before we got here, and Bruski and I were trying to figure out what it was, but um, I think it is somebody with prison wine or something. Uh, I don't know. It could be either way. I don't want penis. Uh, the only penis yeah. I want near wine is my own, and I don't want to drink it after my mm-hmm. penis has been doing something with it. Dip it in. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. The real Chris Brown. The real Chris Brown said, what are Scotty and Brewski's thoughts about the film Absolute Punishment? Oh, not familiar with that. Are we answering these questions right now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're addressing we're addressing okay. this right now. This is our full shout out here. I know we've brought it up once before. That, that um, what is it again? Absolute Punishment? Absolute Punishment, yeah. Yeah. We brought this up before on air. Um, it, it makes me queasy just thinking about it. It makes my turnix, turnix stung. Turnix stung. My stum. stomach... Turn. <laughs> the movie was so traumatizing you can't even get the right words out to say yeah, anything about flip it. Flip me all around. What? It's like a Faces of Death oh, movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't yeah. watch that shit. Well, yeah. we were we were in high school and and my cousin was in town and mm. I don't know, one thing led to another and we got this movie and yeah, I can't even I can't even handle like uh, sports injuries or anything like that. I can't watch that. It was so fucked. When up. they do the instant replay, yeah. Oh yeah, and their leg is like rubber. Slow mo they did of that guy yeah. last last. Uh... Is that a wobbly? <laughs> oh yeah, oh, that was disgusting. What was the injury? I don't remember. The Louisville player, he went up to just grab the ball, and he came down, and his his uh, shin bone popped out of his oh, leg. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. The one last March Madness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that was yeah. fucked up. Yeah, that was pretty gruesome. That was everywhere. Mm-hmm. Chris, I think. Oh, my... and I think everything that it was tagged with was milk. Got milk. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah, and like people put like the still image on Facebook and everything. Yeah. yeah. Chris, uh, I think my only words for absolute punishment are fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of said it better myself. Yeah, encompasses it all. Uh, let's see. The uh, the living legend, Justin Finkelstein, came with a love it, but to hop on an interview with ML Marie Lois Rubes. Rubs. Who is that? I'm not sure. <laughs> Keep doing what you do, gentlemen. Keep reading it. <laughs> Thanks, Justin. I, we appreciate that. You uh, you keep doing what you do, and let's get a re-collabo going on. Thanks, the, Jay Fink. Uh, see the... Uh, Hundred thousand million stories. One million stories. Yeah, yeah. I, haven't, yeah. I haven't checked that out though. I see a lot of posts about that. Yeah, though. no, it's it's a really good thing. It's uh, it's very uplifting. It's mm. it's just nice to to do it. You should do one. Maybe we'll do one yeah. today. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I think kind of with John, we just had him, to, or he kind of went into a story about how he got into electronics and AV stuff, mm. <laughs> and we're gonna submit that into the one million stories. Every story is part of the one million <clears throat> stories. It really is. Um, we got Laura from Illinois, and, uh, she says, she says, wish I lived nearby, Snickle Fritz, (laughs) with a smiley face. Emoticon? Emoticon. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, emoticons, they're everywhere. That's pretty awesome. Thank you, Laura. Smiley face back, and Gishwanger. Just trying to come back on the Snickle Fritz. Oh. <laughs> what did you say? Gishwanger. Schwinger. I mean, it's not like you said gay swinger. <laughs> no, well, I didn't mean gay swinger, okay. but... Do you have a nonsense word you'd like to give to Laura? Uh, let's see. 
Horaka. <laughs> How about you, Chef Dan? Um, Dan the Chef. Farfinugan. Does that work? S- say the word. <laughs> Gervinskish. One for more of a karate chop, I think, on mine. <clears throat> this one was the most clever post we actually got on here. That's coming up now, and this is from this is from Dan Abraham. Good name. Out of Mount Pleasant. Not so good. And this is <laughs> he's he is from Portage. Um, this is what he came with. I Uncuff Bail Bonds Agency offers fast, friendly, and honest bail bond service to all Michigan jails. For all your bail bonding needs, call one eight eight I Uncuff. For a good time at any hour, call I Uncuff Bail Bonds. Friends don't let friends sit in jail. Call I Uncuff Bail Bonds Agency 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. I Uncuff Bail Bonds Agency. Because you're innocent until proven guilty. Hmm. I have to wow. say, I've used that jail, that bondsman service before, and they are fantastic. Are they? Mm hmm. That is yeah. outstanding. Yes. I called them back in 98. Mm hmm. And Took he did me right. He yeah. did do you right, didn't he? Way back in ninety, I think ninety one, I had to use their service. Free me from these shackles. <laughs> this master's has nothing to do with radio. Let's dismiss <laughs> it. He was expressed by this. <laughs> he was expressed by this podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, I'm really proud That's of him. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really proud of him for putting that up there. It's very creative. I mean, it's good advertising. That was. Mm-hmm. That was. And we've actually. Brewski and I just uh, were introduced by our buddy Rev Smiles uh, to the world of Fiverr.com. You ever heard of Fiverr.com? Fiverr.com. Fiverr. Fiverr.com. It's Fiverr with two R's. Um, mm. And so people sell uh, a product or a service on there for five bucks. No. And so we were talking about doing like a voiceover or narration thing or whatever. There are multiple videos on there of people who are willing to, you submit their you submit them 100 or 150 words and they'll read it in this accent or this style. <laughs> There's one guy that said he would you want your voice done like the movie uh, oh. with the banjos. What's that? Deliverance? deliverance. Yeah, he's like, "Do you want a deliverance voice?" And he's <laughs> like, "Hi, Paul." Yeah, he went into the like, he, like he did go into all of that. <laughs> that's oh, that's fucked a fucked up. up movie. And then there's a Scottish guy uh, a, a British guy, a young, he said, young male British voice. Yeah. Actually, we just saw, I, I mean, this one intrigues me. I almost want to almost want to buy it and then read it or then play it on here. But uh, <clears throat> there's no there's no sound for this. Oh, this is uh, this particular Fiverr account is I will give you six erotic audio stories for five dollars. Oh, wow. And then it has a picture of a girl holding up a poster that says, Do you like bedtime stories? Which I do. She does. Weird. So this is the description here. Mm -hmm. You ready for this, Chef? Um, Hit me with it. All right. Bruce King, you ready? Yep. Six hot, sexy, erotic audio recordings of the private thoughts, fantasies, and experiences of females told by four different females. Titles. Golden Shower. (laughs) Five minutes, 54 seconds. That's a long story. Yeah. Introductory. That's a long pitch. (laughs) Introductory threesome. 10 minutes, 12 seconds. Prostitute. These are pre-recorded stories that you buy. Yes. What's going on here? Five minutes, 52 seconds. How about this one? 
the priest. Ooh. <laughs> Five minutes, 28 seconds. Premarital sex. Seven minutes, seven seconds. And the babysitter. Nine minutes, 25 seconds. Now, these are all her stories? Well, here, I'll finish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the fiction or nonfiction? I'm not sure. I think they're real. That's a great question. Though. You over 43. Ask her that question. Over 43 minutes of erotic audio in total. Mm-hmm. These are not for the faint-hearted and contain sexually explicit content. Mm-hmm. You must be over 18 to buy these erotic stories by purchasing this gig. You are stating that you are over 18 and not offended by sexually explicit. Does it say the uh, the audio format? I mean, MP3, compact disc. I think it's wave. Wave. I cannot offer refunds. These are six pre-recorded stories that cannot be changed. When you purchase this gig, you agree to accept the material as it is. Mm. When you purchase gig, I will send download link or MP3 files to you here at Fiverr. Audio quality varies greatly as these recordings <laughs> from the underground. But listen to this. It's, audio, like, it's like our episodes. Audio quality varies greatly as these are recordings from the underground and not done in a controlled studio environment. Any questions, please ask. Thank you. Mm. All right. Well, I have to state here that Fiverr.com, this is one of one of a lot of other videos that are not like this. <laughs> yeah, there's no... There's, is there a whole erotic section on there? No, that just popped up in the voiceover shit. I, can we hear the Scottish guy? Let me see what I can find here. There's the horse race guy. Um, let's see. Music and audio. Um, yeah, so Fiverr. We're thinking about putting on an ad there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Radio ad. Direct yeah, marketing. where you get to submit your 100 words to us, possibly. And we'll it read has it. to be 100 words? Oh, shit, we don't care. We'll do an hour. <laughs> we'll do an hour. <laughs> I'll do a whole hour for $5. <laughs> or there's people that do, uh, like, a little jingle. You know, a little generic jingles for commercials and things like that. Do you guys have a, a theme song, a radio theme song? Uh, no, we have the the warp, and then we go, we double radio, double radio yell. The warp was. Okay. Yeah, at the, at the beginning, it's like a a warpy whoosh, sound, whoosh, like engage, sort of. <laughs> yeah. Slingshot <laughs> engaged. Look. All sorts of different things on Fiverr.com. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that. I mean, like, Vine is really cool. There's a lot of cool stuff. Yeah, we were just talking about Vine. Vine. Vine is cool. But Fiverr, you actually pay. People pay mm. for the service. $5 yes. each. That's why it's Fiverr. I can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, do people, like, give out other services for $5 on there? Like... That's the voice. Yeah, over. people yeah, do. Like people do caricatures for five dollars. Mm-hmm. They do. I mean, like the also... Scottish guy. Mm-hmm. He'll do anything that you submit mm-hmm. in a Scottish accent. There's one guy who said, "Don't make any of your recordings sound like you're at a horse track race." <laughs> oh, like, like like the announcer. Somebody's in the lead, and then they're in the yeah, lead. yeah. Whatever you want, <laughs> read, by, it can just this. be a normal story of us this at the bar or something. I will voice anything in a bad Schwarzenegger accent. Oh, there you go. Do it. Mm-hmm. Pop up. Hi, I'm Josh McClellan. Thanks so much for checking out my Fiverr gig today. For $5 and exclusively on Fiverr, I will voice any script, any commercial, any promo, anything that you need in a bad Arnold Schwarzenegger accent. 
Jamie, where's the double man? It's a die. I don't swore to nigga. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Get God. to the chopper. <laughs> so these are the kinds of things going on in Fiverr. You didn't find the Scottish guy? I don't know why I'm stuck on the Scottish I guy. I don't know why you are either. I'm not sure where he is and why he's so important. I will do redneck deliverance style voice. Is there anybody that does like Speedy Gonzalez or like anything like that? Or Let's see. Speedy Gonzalez. Like Foghorn Leghorn. You'll search Speedy Gonzalez, but you won't search Scottish guy. <laughs> no. Speedy Gonzalez is a lot cooler than Scottish guy. <laughs> That's in your opinion. I don't know what this is. So, Dan, in your pastry class, yes, do you make donuts and things like that? Um, I made donuts in my bakery class. Mm-hmm. Yes, I did. I made donuts, bagels. So donuts are not considered pastry. Well, they are, um, but the pastry class is more um, production for the restaurant. and um, I can't find Speedy. More like French desserts like uh, meringues and... Puff pastry and different uh, cakes and torts. Our, the uh, the the chef is a is a French master pastry chef. So, like we made croquembouche, <laughs> which is croquembouche means crack in the mouth. It's um it's the like traditional French wedding cake. It's their little balls of pate and uh, they're built together to form like a tower that's filled with pastry cream. Oh my gosh! And it's just like so this big. It's basically like this big tower of like uh, donut holes, but like French donut holes. Holy moly. That guy was entertaining. I can see why you wanted to see that. Thanks, Scotty. I appreciate you pulling that out. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. Let's just see if something else pops up. Something looks good. You doubted my Scottish guy. (laughs) Yeah, one of the the chefs I'll be having next semester is is a Scottish chef. His name is Angus Campbell. He's a master chef. And uh, he made some haggis recently and Mm. all all that interesting stuff. Some mash and bangers. Yeah, mash and bangers and some speck, I believe it's called. And a whole bunch of Scottish fare. Blood sausage. Ooh. That scares me. Blood mm-hmm. sausage is scary to me. Yeah. What's hag- that all about? Is it actually juicy? Does blood actually come out of the sausage? Or is um, it kind of you know, I think so, up? yeah. I think like they use the blood to help it coagulate and all that and stick mm. together. Um, yeah, I'm not 100% sure, but I know that when he made the, um, the haggis... He had, they used like all the veins and the capillaries and all the, everything. And so he, he cut it and then, um, so like there's just these big. Like, Sounds wild. Yeah. And you know, like just these big like veins and you stick it in a pot of water and then you leave the ends out so that the water like boils out all the minerals and all the stuff it left. Filters in the, it. Yeah. Filters it out and it all just comes out and then they grind it all up and they stick wow. it into a casing. It's actually all right. It was actually pretty good. You got to taste it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like we had like uh, sweet breads, which are like thymus glands from sheep, lamb. Uh, and that's actually really tasty. You were just pointing yeah. to your mm-hmm. neck throat yeah. area. Yeah. Oh. The thymus gland, yeah. Thymus. Yeah, sweet breads are actually very delicious. 
I would oh, totally. You need, you need to like soak them in buttermilk for like overnight, and then you you can like fry them, saute them, fry them up. Do they kind of look like uh, like sea coral? Like like. I think you might be thinking of tripe. Maybe like, I am. Like honeycombish or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that it's tripe. That's like a cow stomach. Oh okay. Oh. But uh, sweetbreads kind of look like um, like kind of like brains. Like they're kind of kind of brains. Like, yeah. They're, um, yeah, I think they look like friends. <laughs> well, the Hannibal over here would love them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still a chef in training, guys. I don't know everything. <laughs> What's your favorite class you're taking right now, the wine one? Um, no, the, the pastry the pastry class is fun. I'm taking, I mean, besides that and the wine class, I'm taking a, uh, uh, a marketing class because I'm doing the business i'm doing culinary management too so i have to take a marketing yeah. class which is all right and i'm also taking a cost controls like class for how to handle your money and your labor costs and your food costs oh, okay. so. but huh. the pastry the chef, business side yeah the base yeah yeah but the pastry class is probably the most exciting howdy partner and welcome to the cowboy voiceover geek run candy grab <laughs> give your film podcast voicemail or other project a taste of the old west for just five dollars per minute Y'all let me know, and let's ride. Yeah, yeah it's like Sundance. Yeah. K dude. And we're just giving out all these free advertisements. <laughs> yep. Come see these fuckers on Fiverr. Maybe that's what our Fiverr ad will be. We'll play their Fiverr ad on our, our <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah. <laughs> you want to get your Fiverr ad sold? Give us five bucks. Yeah, we'll give you. Yeah. We'll play it three three different ones throughout the broadcasting. I like that. Uh huh. So do you guys keeping like a track somehow of your your viewership, your followers? Are you guys growing? Yeah, not exponentially. No. Uh, no. Whatever. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean to bring. It. I was curious. I mean, you guys have been at it for a while. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, actually, our our SoundCloud account, we've probably gained forty five followers <laughs> in three weeks, two no, weeks. Nice, yeah. yeah. I know the uh, the SoundCloud snips that I've heard from the '80s Bacon Party were very entertaining. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we we got you on there. Yeah, yeah. On there. I was talking about my uh, whiskey maple bacon. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah, that was delicious. It ice was. Cream. It was. And I've now I've learned in my pastry class what I did wrong and how to make it even better. What was that? I think I put a little bit too much alcohol. In. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the right amount. Yeah. I was really enjoying. Myself. You know, it wasn't nice and creamy. It was a little gritty, but it worked out. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. <laughs> you really enjoyed that. End statement. No, I really yeah. enjoyed that. There were some other clips of us yelling in the background of that that party. Mm-hmm. I think you're a part of the Maglite conversation, possibly. I don't know. I was probably mm-hmm. a, I was I was in and out of that party all around. Yeah, Maglite. You were dressed up like Karate Kid. I was a little bit, yeah, because I had a, uh, I had a Karate Kid headband and a Karate Kid bonsai shirt, so yes, I yeah. felt it was very eighties, eighties ish, eighties ish, eighties ish. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I was doing the crane kick all night. <laughs> we have a picture of that on our soundboard. Oh yeah, right I believe now. that's my, uh, I believe that's my radio profile pic. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> very good so are you saying that we're starting a profile on each person I don't know maybe you should like there's a, a dossier the game. Yeah, Dan the, the chef yeah. 
This is like Black Ops of podcasting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we need to take your picture so we can post it on the wall before you leave. Oh, okay. Yeah, you want me to sign, you sign it? it? Yeah. 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 Right. Just like uh, Pink's. You know what I did with mine? Mm-hmm. I had a little ink pad and I, I teabagged it with my balls. And I just <laughs> teabagged my own picture. Nice. You have a ball print? <laughs> Give yourself your old, uh, what was it, wreck bandit mask? Is that what it is? You bandit mashed? You bandit? <laughs> Bandit masked yourself. <laughs> On my own radio profile photo. <laughs> a lot of hip action on that one. <sighs> Call me the hippopotamus. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, then. Fine. <laughs> so, Scotty, you were thinking about earlier possibly putting together a dish and having Dan critique it i was thinking about making something having dan critique it but i don't know what kind of schedule he's on right now i mean uh, i'm free I'm <laughs> he's free. free he's got open availability yeah let's whip it up you ready yeah all right i'm gonna get out of this scott's about to jump into the kitchen and is, is dan gonna help and give tips at all or is he supposed to sit back and watch you Jimmy around with the food. Dan just did you know, a 12 hour day at school. I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs> but I've learned to uh, step out of the kitchen, you know, let people do what they want to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's not always easy. Hello, listener. Brewski here. So at this point, Sky Too Hotty jumps into the kitchen and cooks up a mystery meal. Well, Dan, the chef, kind of critiques his techniques and styles within the kitchen. And uh, Dan actually gets in there himself and cooks up a steak for us. Uh, But if you'd like to hear this portion of the show, head over to our SoundCloud page, which is at soundcloud.com slash Podcast, And you'll hear this portion of the show along with other uh, kind of artists that are out there on SoundCloud. We do little snippets on other artists and uh, other just things, uh, happenings within the, the radio life. Uh, so, if you want to hear this portion of the show, head over there. Um, and at this point, I will be fast-forwarding to the mark of our departure in the diesel truck. And uh, we'll be on to the next episode. So, take care now. Have a good one. Bye. It's official. Here on this recorded podcast... Chef Dan, Dan the Chef, man's up on on his meat. <laughs> it was delicious. sweatpants you got there. They're fleece. Some big man sweatpants. They are. Nice and baggy. They are made, they're made for a big man. Oh, so I just got back from eating Dan's steak. I must say it was cooked <coughs> to the temperature of my life. Seasoning would you use on that? 
uh, Cajun seasoning and some Montreal steak seasoning and some yeah, salt and pepper. Montreal. Yep. Cooked it in a little bit of olive oil and some butter. Oh. Kept it simple. Kept oh. it simple. Sometimes simple is best. Looks <clears throat> like Scotty might be having a heart attack. Not too sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Passing a kidney stone or something. Yeah. Ah. I think ecstasy. a lot of that goes on in this video. That's actually what it looks like when I'm experiencing ecstasy. Mm. And I don't mean the drug. Looks painful. <laughs> Pain is pleasure. Well, now that our bellies are full, I think uh, it's time to fire up the truck. Start up the diesel. You said it. Let's do it. Man, I hope we can find some Huey Lewis on the radio. I love Huey Lewis. I'm always hip to be square. Excuse me. I'm sure, it's out there somewhere. They got, got, got the hidden disc back here. Got got Nix. I gotta dust it off first yeah. and yeah. wipe it off. Get that cleaned up. Why'd you get the truck fired up? Old mixtape. Oh, I already fired up the truck. You didn't hear it. <laughs> oh. It must have died. <laughs> I did kind of brown out when I burped there. Yeah, it was a good one. Thanks for coming on, Dan. Oh, no problem. Thanks it was my pleasure, through fellas. Shanty. Yeah. I yeah. love the shanty. The clam I'll shanty. Come by again. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll have, we, to cook, I'll have to cook a meal for you guys. We uh, we have a kind of a, a plan for you, actually. Oh? We want to hit you and, and some other select people when we have the opportunity with a uh, radio-picked food basket. Ooh, mystery challenge. And then you uh, you have to prepare a dish of your, of your yeah. creation. I always like that. Yeah. Down for that. I always like a challenge. Look forward to that. Brewski is a unique ingredient purchaser. Oh. You've already heard my selections, pizza rolls, oh. you know, yeah, things like that. that. <laughs> you never know. Yeah, absolutely. Like that yeah. He is so in love with the pizza roll that it came as one of his uh, toppings with a Bloody Mary bar. It's my he... secret ingredient mm. for my Bloody Mary bar. Pizza? Oh, that'd be good. It, it was good. Uh-huh. I've suggested to uh, our friend Joey, the bartender... To put bacon salt on the uh, his Bloody Mary wow. rim. Bacon salt's good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. Well, wonderful. We'll take you down to the next stop. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll drive, drive you, you off. Am I riding a bitch? You are. Yeah. Ah, shit. And it's a stick shift. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Careful, Brewski gets a little vicious with that thing. <laughs> I'm driving today. It's weird because I'm usually sitting bitch. Yeah. <laughs> just, the two, just the two of you guys in there, you're sitting bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, well, it's been a pleasure, fellas. It's, it's been great a pleasure. Man. I wasn't, exp- I didn't know what I was getting in myself into, but I enjoyed it. Good. Yeah, it's easy. Mm-hmm. Happy to be stuck with you, Dan. Oh, yes, it's true. <laughs> be hip. Hip to be square. <laughs>
You know, pulled the strudel and all that. You ever pulled strudel? I haven't pulled strudel. I made kolaches <laughs> once, but that's that a whole other story. sexual maneuver. <laughs> pulled strudel. Pulled the strudel. Oh, that's what you did at that lady's house up there, huh? Pulling strudel. Pulled the strudel. Mm-hmm. 